This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. We're going to continue along the lines of faith as we've been doing the last session we have. We're going to review just a couple of points in that and then we're going to continue to build from that. Now, we talked about the importance of faith growing or having growing or increasing faith last night. If you remember, we looked at Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, where he, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You and I are to live from this, to live by these words. And when something is living or alive, that means it's active or it could, we could say it is growing. So Jesus said we are to live by the words that come forth from the mouth of God. Now we have these recorded for us in the Bible. These are the words of God. Amen. So as you and I then take the word of God and read that word, Romans 10 and verse 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. That's how faith is, comes to us. That's how it is deposited into our heart is by us reading and meditating and by the decision to live by that word, faith comes to us. Now, we look then from that point, just, just really bringing it down and putting it in the capsule, we look then that for in order for us to live this way, we need to have desire. And if I have desire, when the desire is in the proper place, then I will receive the word of God. You remember we talked about how when you receive it, you take hold of the word. You accept the word. In other words, in your thinking, you don't struggle with it. You don't struggle or oppose what God has said. When you receive the word of God, you take hold of it and you let it go down into your heart. Let me say it like this this morning. We don't argue with it. Have you ever argued with God? Maybe oppose what he said. I'm talking about in your thinking. The Lord says this to us in the Bible to live this way. And the natural mind sometimes would be against that. The natural mind then would oppose that. In other words, we haven't renewed our mind to think and to speak and to act like God's word instructs us to yet. So because our mind is unrenewed, sometimes we would oppose that. When I oppose the word of God, when I, when, I, when I don't take it and accept it, then that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm not receiving. I'm, as it were, pushing it away. So in order for us to, to have this life of faith and to live by the words that Jesus said, we have to accept or to receive the word of God. Now, as we do that, we went then to 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10, and I'm just reviewing with you right now. We talked about how that Paul wanted to see their face so that he could impart to them that which would cause their faith to be perfect, which meant he would bring to them instruction that would repair, adjust, mend, and restore anything that was lacking, anything that they needed that would cause their faith to be brought to a level and to a place that as they used their faith, use the God kind of faith, then they would be able to receive from God whatever it is that he's promised us in his word. Because faith is the vehicle. 
Faith is the way that we bring the promises of God from the heavenly realm where we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. We need those to come from the heavenly realm and be present and resident with us right here on the earth. So faith is the vehicle by which we do that. And Paul said he would come to them, look at their face, and speak to them by the Spirit of God. And as he spoke to them, those things that they needed, each person individually, what my brother may need concerning his faith may be different than an area that I need for my faith, but the Spirit of God knows all of, our, all of us and all of our needs and as he's speaking to my brother what he needs, the Holy Spirit can be speaking to me what I need. Amen. And Paul said this happened as they would receive the teaching of God's word. Now, Paul used this word in the King James as far as the way it was translated. He used the word perfect. And that means to come to a place of maturity. And that's what we want to get to. We want to become mature in our faith. Or mature as Christians. If we'll become mature as Christians, then the Word of God is going to be first place. And that when we experience difficulty, or when we experience a trial, or when adversity tries to come to us in life, we don't wonder, well, what am I going to do? And how am I going to face this? And how am I going to take care of this? When God's Word is first place in my life, and adversity comes, that's going to be the first thing I begin to speak and do is what God's words told me to. That's a mature faith. That's a faith that is, that is growing and rising. Everybody with me? You understand what we're saying? That is the maturity that we're looking for, amen? And our faith needs to be growing. Remember, we said this to you last night. Faith has one very distinct characteristic about it. Faith will grow or faith will go, but it will never remain status quo, never. So you and I will never come to a place in our faith and to a level of faith, and from that point on, we stay there without us continuing to giving time and attention. Because faith needs to be what, students? Growing, needs to be advancing, or we could say it this way, needs to be maturing in what we do and say, amen? So we, we want to come to the place as we finish, we're going to finish the review here now. We want to come to the place where we are like Abraham and he was fully persuaded that what God had promised him, he was able also to perform it. Regardless of Abraham's age, regardless of Sarah's age, as we looked at that last night, what God had said to him, he came to the place and said, if God said it, it shall be so in our lives. He and Sarah both had to come to this place. Amen. They were fully persuaded because their faith had grown to a place of maturity. Now, if Abraham and Sarah can do it, we can do it. It, it transcends all country boundaries. It transcends all nations. This is above the human level of living. We're living on a spiritual plane. And the Word of God will work in Nigeria. The Word of God will work in the United States. The Word of God will work anywhere in this world. That someone will take it, place that faith in their heart, and live by that faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, today's session, what we want to begin to talk about today is that there can be hindrances to our faith. And I want to speak to you directly today about one type of hindrance 
and that is doubt. Doubt or unbelief. Now let me make this statement to you as we begin today. Faith will work in our hearts with doubt in our heads. Let me say that to you again. Faith will work in our hearts, out of our spirit, from the renewed, from the renewed mind. Faith will work in our hearts with doubt in our heads. Now, why can we say this today, class? Because the God kind of faith is of the heart. It is not of the head or of the natural mind or the natural man. Do you need me to go over that again for any of your writing? Faith, the God kind of faith, is of the heart and it is not of the head. Now I want to look with you at three different openings today to we, so we can see this, okay? And we're just going to go slow and if the Spirit of God comes on me, I may speak faster, but I will try, <laughs> I will try to speak slowly. <laughs> If we can, let's, let's first look at Mark chapter 11. Some know this as Hagen 11. <laughs> but I've heard Brother Hagen actually say himself that he did not write this. So, <laughs> so let's look at Mark chapter 11 here this morning. And look at this very familiar passage, verse number 23. Now, what are we talking about in our session today as we continue to have our faith mature and grow? We're talking about how faith, the God kind of faith, is of the heart and not of the head, okay? Number one opening here, Mark eleven twenty three. 23. All of you know this. We could quote it, could we not? For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Now notice he didn't say anything about the head right there. He's just talking about the heart. Amen. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have. Whatsoever he says. Who was it just yesterday or last night? Pastor Cowan talking about how the word will and shall is the most expressive words that we have. When God uses those words, there is no question about it. There is no doubt about it. So notice again that God says here, Jesus says here, that we shall not doubt where? In our hearts. But he doesn't say anything about the head right there. Why? Because the God kind of faith is not of the head. It's of the heart. Now let's look at it a little bit more. All right? Go with me now to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 20. And let's look at a few verses here this morning. We're going to contrast this now to Thomas. So look in John chapter 20. And let's start with verse 24. Everyone there? Yes. Right. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, 
was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said, but Thomas said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now what kind of faith is Thomas operating on here? It's a head faith. He's got to see it. He's got to touch it. He's got to have it in his hand before he'll believe it. And once you have it in your hand, once you've got it, you don't have to believe it. There's no need to believe it at that point. Why? Because you, you have it. Everyone see this ink pen? I don't have to believe I have this ink pen in my hand. If I have any sense in my head, I know it. <laughs> if I have any understanding, I know it. Why? Because I got a hold of it. It works. You know, I can write on the paper. It's there. I don't have to take faith to believe that because I have it. But Thomas was saying, except I see. Except I touch. Unless I can do that. What did he say? I will not believe. Now that's totally different than what Jesus said there in Mark eleven twenty three. Don't doubt in your heart, but just keep speaking, saying, those things that I've said, they start coming to pass. Amen. Going to happen. There's a difference. Amen. Now, let's look at another verse just to help to contrast this so we can see it. It's verses we looked at last night in Romans. Go back to Romans 4 with me. And, and what we're doing right now is we're just simply showing and contrasting the difference between heart faith and head faith. Now in Romans 4, uh, let's look again at verse 17. This, again, we, we, I said we read this last night, and we did. Everyone there? Right. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not, how? As though they were. Now that's, that's heart faith. You call those things that be not as though they were. Before we have them, before I can touch them as it were, before I can see them in this natural physical world, I'm saying what God says, having the God kind of faith, and I'm believing that what I say is coming to me, coming to pass. Amen? I believe that. I believe that. Like for an example, last night when I, when I was sleeping last night, the air conditioning in the room, uh, it was positioned in a way where it blew onto my head, onto the bed, and uh, wasn't, you know, kind of been away from that for a couple of days now. So when I woke about 3 a.m. this morning, my throat, a little scratchy, a little congestion. So as soon as I sensed that, I didn't, you know, say, oh my, what am I going to do? I began to say, oh no, uh -uh, no, no, I got to speak. I got to have my throat. We got to talk. By the stripes of Jesus, I were healed. It's already done. Amen. So now that Jesus, I know that it's done and Jesus healed me. Now what do I need? I need that to come and, and work on me to be appropriated in my life. So I was calling those things that be not as though they were. I said, Father, I thank you I'm healed. I thank you my voice is strong. 
I think I'll be able to do anything that I can to help my father, Pastor Cowan. I'm here to be a help to him, but I also have the wonderful privilege and opportunity to speak to you as well. Amen. I, I can do what I need to do when I need to do it. I thank you for that. Now, at 3.15 this morning, I didn't feel that at all. I felt totally the opposite. I'll be honest with you, okay? But I didn't. Don't walk by that way. Don't walk by that side. I mean, we'll look at that in just a moment. I called those things that be not as though they were. So, so you, can you see this morning from Mark eleven twenty three, the heart faith that Jesus spoke of there, down to Thomas there in the Gospel of John, how he had to see and touch or he would not believe, to what Abraham did here in this verse, calling those things which be not as though they were. Let's add to that here just a little bit too. Look at verse 19. And being not weak in faith, what did he do, students? He considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. These things did not move them. In other words, it did not influence them to come away from the promise of God. God said it to them. He called his name Abraham. He said, you are a father of many nations. Abraham received that. He desired that. And he lined his life up with it. And he said, Sarah, we're going to have a child. And he, before, he even have, before she even was pregnant and expecting that child, he spoke those things that be not as though they were not considering any outside influences or any outside barriers that would hinder them and cause them to not receive that. So with these verses today, we can see that faith is of the heart and not of the head. So for you and I to operate in the God kind of faith, we have to believe with our heart. Now let's look at that for just a minute. Go to Romans 10. You're close. Go to Romans 10 and verse 10. And let's look at the first part of that verse. We're talking about, this as, our, as, as we continue with our faith growing, the particular subject we have this morning is faith will work in our hearts with doubt in our heads. We have to guard against doubt and unbelief. Here in Romans 10 and verse 10, it says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Amen, the first part. Now notice it's with the heart or out of our spirits. And our, of course our spirits being having our souls renewed, the soul and the spirit are connected. We're talking about the renewed part of our mind having influence of the spirit. The, with the heart man believes or takes hold of the promises of of God. Let's look at another scripture that gives us this. Go over to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. And look with me in verse 4. Everyone there? Okay, it says, But let it be the hidden man, where, students? Of the of the heart in that which is not corruptible. Now notice that hidden man of the heart. Romans 10 and verse 10 just a moment ago told us, for with the heart man believes. 
Now look also with me here at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So we see here in these three verses that the Bible is teaching us and telling us about the triune being. All of you know this, but we need to have understanding in this so that we can believe God properly. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in these physical bodies. Now, the spirit and the physical body, they, I, I believe they look very much the same, very similar in, in their appearance. But this body is only able to move and function because my spirit is within it. Amen? And it's from the spirit of man, that's the part that is born again when you and I receive Christ into our lives. And that is the part that can be strong or grow and be strengthened. Our spirit man is the one that receives the strength of God's word and the strength of faith. So with the heart, or with our spirit man, with the renewed part of our soul being connected to that, it is with this combination that we believe God. Everyone with me this morning, you understand what I'm saying? It, it, it is from this part that I obtain and receive the promises of God. Not that natural part of my mind that is in connection with this physical world. It is not the natural mind that is influenced by the things of this world. It is not from that I believe God. I believe God from out of my heart or out of my spirit. Now, uh, I tell you what let's do for time's sake. This is only a 40-minute session. Is that right? Is that correct? So I want to be sure I, I get through it. Let's look at this very quickly. You're in 2 Corinthians there. As a matter of fact, you might not even have to turn the page. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. All of you know this verse. I know you do. It says, For with, excuse me, for we walk by faith and not by what? And not by sight. We walk by faith. And not by sight. Or we walk from and out of our spirits. Now, now class, this is why it's very important for your spirit man to be strong. This is why it's important for you to feed every day upon the word of God. Feed every day upon God's word so that faith continues to come. And is continuing to be deposited into your heart. And as you feed upon that word every day, the spirit man will rise up and take ascendancy and will be what rules over your life because you're giving place to the word of God. And when other influences come against you, like trials and adversity and those things we spoke of at the beginning of class, when those things come at you and life begins to squeeze you and pressure begins to come upon you, as those things come at you, you know the very first thing that's going to come out of you when your spirit man is strong? Whatever God's word has said about that situation, about that trial. Once again, you're not going to wonder, well, what are we going to do or how are we going to face this or how am I going to make it? No, when that pressure comes because I'm strong in my spirit, 
because I've been depositing the word of God in me every day. When adversity comes and when the devil comes to do his thing, which is to steal, kill, and destroy, as soon as that comes against me, I'm going to begin to say, oh, no, you don't. By the word of God, I begin to speak that word of God, and I declare what God has done for me through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I declare what he's done for me, and, and, and I live by the faith that's out of my heart and not be ruled and not operate by that which my head says. Do you understand what I'm saying to you this morning? Get to it. So it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So what he's saying to us here is we walk by what the word of God says and allow that to be the rule and the order of our life. And we do not walk according to and by our physical senses. You don't let your physical senses rule you in walking by faith because your physical senses will lean to the natural side or they will lean to the doubt and to the unbelief that comes against us. So we must have our minds renewed. We must give place to our spirit man. And as we do that, we will come against any doubt and any unbelief that tries to work its way and tries to infiltrate into our lives. Now, when we say doubt, like Jesus told us in Mark eleven twenty three, do not doubt in your heart. Do you know what the word doubt means? Let me give you the definition here from the Greek. What Jesus, when he used that word doubt there, he, he meant this, to separate thoroughly. To separate thoroughly. It also means to withdraw from or to oppose. Now, can I go through those again for you? I don't know if it's helping you, but it helps me to go through them. It's, it's building me up in my spirit as I'm even able to teach you this. To separate thoroughly, to withdraw from, or to oppose. When you and I doubt the Word of God and doubt what God has said to us, that's what we're doing. When I doubt God's word, what am I doing? Let's say that this table represented God's word and the blessings and benefits of God. When I doubt it, I separate myself from that. I am withdrawing from that. And in, in one matter of speaking, we're opposing it. Because again, I have to receive God's word. Remember we talked last night? We, des we are to desire the word. And as I desire it, the way I know my desire is in the proper place is because I receive that word. Amen? So when I don't receive the word in one manner of speaking, I'm opposing it. Now, I didn't, just to go back over what we said last night, don't ever oppose the word of God. Don't ever sit there while someone's ministering to you the truth of God and, and, and argue with it in your mind. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. Now, if, if I'm talking about when a person's preaching the truth. I'm not talking about when somebody just gets up and is giving opinion or giving what they think about the word or, or giving their interpretation of the word. Uh, let me talk about that just a minute. How would you know? Well, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He's the one who is the author of the book. He didn't write it, but the Holy Spirit moved upon man, and man wrote the book. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the author. You have him within you, and you have him upon you. 
if you have received the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit, amen? So while the truth is going forth in that, don't ever sit there and oppose that because if you know it is the truth and you know it is God's word and you know the Holy Spirit saying, listen, take hold of that, don't sit there in your mind and oppose that because when you oppose it, you're holding the faith back and you're giving place to natural thinking. In other words, we could say it like this. I would be giving place to walking by my physical senses more than walking by faith. And we have to guard against that. Because all of us are influenced by this natural world. All of us are influenced by the way we feel. Just like I told you this morning, at 3.15, or 2.15, whatever it was, I did not feel very good. But you can't let your feelings dictate to you how you're going to respond to the situations of life. You can't let your feelings rule over you and cause you to be influenced against God's word. You have to set those feelings aside because faith does not work by feeling. Faith is of God. Faith is of his word. And what God's word said will always rise above my feelings and transcend this natural life and cause his blessing and his power and his ability to be present in my life. So I don't walk by how I feel. I don't walk by what I see in this natural landscape. I walk by what God's word says to me and in my life and as I give place to that I'm going to continue to receive it and not doubt it because once again our definition of doubt was to separate how thoroughly to withdraw from and to oppose now think with me about what John did when the disciples told him said hey you missed it Jesus was here we saw him he came and he presented himself to us. Don't you know they had great joy that day? Because that was the first time they had seen him. Some of them, well, except for Mary Magdalene, I believe it was, that saw him at the tomb. This was the first time they had seen him. They had great joy. Oh, Thomas, you missed it. Oh, you should have been here. Oh, you should have been here. We saw the Lord. He's here. And what did Thomas do? Oh, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I will not believe unless I can see. Let me see your hand, brother. Unless I can touch. Unless I can put my hand into his side. I'm not going to believe. I don't, I don't care what you say. Standing strong in natural thinking, but being foolish the whole time. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, when we stand in our wisdom and our abilities, that's foolishness in the realm of God and in the hierarchy of God's word in our life. Hallelujah. Amen. That's foolishness. Now, we've all done that. We've all opposed God at some point, some way, or some time. We, we've all done that. But as we grow in faith, we learn to combat that. And we learn to stand against it. Or to oppose it. Amen. Can I get an amen from you this morning? So we don't walk by faith. We don't walk. I mean, <laughs> we do walk by faith. Or we walk by faith and not by sight or our physical senses. Now, let's look at another verse that, that helps us with this as well. Go to Proverbs chapter 3 with me over in the Old Testament. Proverbs 3. And let's look at verse 5 here. That, that bell means we have 10 minutes, is that right? All right, we've got to hustle then. So, 
We got to, I guess that, you know what hustle means? We got to hurry up is what we got to do. Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Now look at this. Again, walking by the faith of God. In other words, faith is of the heart. It's of the spirit. It's of the renewed portion of our mind as we have been taught the word of God and give place to it. And it's not of the head. Now look at Proverbs 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Lean not. Don't lean to it. Your body, what your body is telling you may be a fact of what's going on. In other words, this morning my throat said if you're hurting. That may be a fact, and, it's, and it, it, was, it is proper because it was. But the truth of God's word transcends that fact and tells me, yes, there may be pain in your body, but Jesus has paid the price. You may be feeling like you have no strength and you have no ability to go today, but the contrary to that is, Jesus has already done it for me. Amen. So I speak that out. Hallelujah. I say that. And I don't lean to my own understanding. In other words, I do not let my wisdom and my understanding be the support of my life. I let God's word be the support and the strength of my life. So trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And lean not to your own understanding or to that natural way of thinking or to where we would walk by our physical senses. Don't do that. Learn to come away from that. Learn to get that out of your life because when I walk by those physical senses, I am opposing. I am withdrawing from and I am separating myself from the Word of God. Now, the class, we looked at this before we close here this morning. We looked at this last night. We, we, we cannot expect God to bless us if we're not cooperating, if we're not in line with his way of doing things. So that's where we, as we grow in faith, we have to come to that place and knowing I can't walk and operate in this life the way maybe I have done previously, maybe the way that I've been taught or whatever your background is, and there's probably, and I know there is, there are many backgrounds in the room here today, we can't walk by that way anymore. We have to now walk by the way in which we're learning, which is the Bible, is the way of faith. I have to walk in that manner and in that degree so that God will bless me because God's not going to move in my life just because I have a need. Need does not move God. We talked about this last night. And I know you know this. I know you know it. But let's, let's water what we do know. Amen. In other words, let's go over. Let's review it so that we become strong in it. Need is not going to move God. Faith will move the hand of God. Amen. If, if, again, if need were to be what moved God, then God's going to be busy all over the earth on this Saturday. He'd be moving everywhere right now because there's needs everywhere. Amen. But need does not move the hand of God. Faith will always move the hand of God. And faith is of my heart. It's not of my natural head. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. Because I can live life now in a realm and in a way that transcends all of this earthly, natural chaos and stuff that goes on. I can live life above the fact that Satan, yes, he's come to steal, kill, and to destroy, but don't, get to, don't forget the rest of that verse. Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life 
and have it more abundantly. Amen. But that's not just going to happen because Jesus spoke that. I got to go after it. I got to desire that. I got to receive that into my life. And I do that by faith. I receive that by faith. So what you've been learning in these classes and what they've been putting in you with all of the other subjects that you've been taking, oh, soak it up like a sponge. Oh, don't oppose it. Receive it into your life. Receive it into your heart. Oh, let it just begin to build and build and build and build. And when you go out of here today, as soon as you even go out, be speaking that word. Say, Father, I thank you for what I learned today. Oh, I thank you that the faith I have is of my heart. Hallelujah. The faith that I have is not controlled and it's not ruled by this natural life and it's not ruled by what I see and what I feel no it's ruled by what you say and it's higher it's always higher than those things which I see and I feel so I thank you today father your word is working mightily in my life and whatever it is you need whatever it is that you're believing God for begin to speak that out father I thank you that I am righteous or I thank you that I have healing or father I thank you that you're bringing provision to me or Lord I thank you that you're blessing my family or Lord I thank you that you're blessing my church and father I thank you that as I go to church in the morning father anoint my pastor anoint him with the word from heaven for me on this hour and I'm going to church and I'm going to get what I, get, that I, what I need from you in this day. Whatever your word is for me today, I'm going to get that, Father. And I'm going to believe that into my life. And I live at this higher level in what we're doing. Now, let me finish up here today with you. Hallelujah. Y'all done preach me happy. Glory be to God. Amen. Faith is always present tense. As you live this way, faith is always present tense. For Abraham in Romans 4, 17, he called those things that be not as though they were. He was able to do this because he believed what God had said to him. I have made you a father of many nations. He said, I have made thee. Made is past tense. That means it's already been done. So Abraham aligned himself. He, he desired that. He received that. He did not oppose it with doubt and unbelief. And he began to say the same thing God said, I am a father of many nations. Uh, there. He had that present tense. And he called those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Now let's finish up with two verses today. Then we're going to let you go. Go to Matthew very quickly with me. Matthew 12, and let's look at verse 34. Matthew 12 and verse 34. And then we'll go to Hebrews 10, 23, and this is how we're going to close today with this. Did you get anything out of this session? Faith is of the heart. It's not of the head. Then faith will work in your heart with doubt, with those things that oppose it. And with those things that say, no, that can't be coming to the natural mind, the faith is not of that head of the natural mind. It comes out of the heart. And you say what God says. Now, here in Matthew 12 and verse 34, it says, O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Now, notice what Jesus said here in the last part of the verse. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Amen. If you fill your heart with doubt and unbelief, you oppose the word or you neglect the word, when Satan comes to steal, kill, and to destroy, what's going to come out of your heart? Doubt, unbelief. In other words, you're, you're going to take sides with the devil. 
But if you'll fill your heart with God's word every day, read the word, meditate it. I know we're going over things now that we've said many times, even through last night and today. But read the word, meditate the word. You make that quality decision. You're going to order your life by the way God has said it in his word. I'm not going to live the way I used to live. Not going to live how I used to live. I have made up my mind that what God said in the Word, that's how I'm going to live my life. And I fill my heart with that. And I just feed and feed and feed. Just like you would eat lunch here after we, when we go to the lunch break and you would take that natural food in. You and I take in spiritual food by reading the Word and by receiving what's in the classroom and by receiving from our pastors when we go to church and by the materials that we would read. You receive that word glory be to God and as you do when pressure comes out of the abundance of the heart you're going to be speaking what God said and then I'll close very quickly with this Hebrews 10 23 tells us to hold fast to the profession or the confession of our faith why for out of the abundance of the heart your mouth's going to talk for more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.